Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Broke to Pay Rules. I'm Teebs, and I'm here with Max. I'm here to talk about finances, money, and our road to financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to keep it short and sweet today. Today, we got uh, our first guest ever on the show, mm-hmm. um, Craig, Craig Taylor and Angel Ventura from Only Love Foundation. They came through. Well, we went through to go talk to them. Well, I went to, I went to go yeah, talk with them. Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't a part of this conversation because I was at work at my 9 to 5. So Teeves actually held it down really, really good. Yeah, luckily I have uh, off schedule, so I was able to meet with them uh, earlier this week, and we were able to talk about their foundation. What Only Love Foundation is is a nonprofit organization that goes around the world building schools and for kids who are like less privileges, don't have you know the same opportunity everybody has, mm-hmm. and um, they try to affect real change in the community. So that was very fun to talk to them, see what they were doing, how mm-hmm. they got started, because Craig quit his job to do Only Love, and Angel still. Works, works and was able to yep. you know work it in his schedule and do it so it's very interesting it's uh, i feel it's a good episode for people who uh want to lead their jobs and start you know what they're, they're passionate about or people who want to you know get on to something that balance you know, the two yeah between working and you know they can't quite quit their jobs yet but you know they want to you know still work towards something building something so it's a good episode for everybody mm-hmm. they so, drop a lot of knowledge facts in here too um like actual details and resources so you definitely want to whip out your notebook when you're listening to this one yeah they mentioned a few apps that help them be productive and you know just how they were able to manage their time and you know start off and things like that so it's a good episode but like every episode we usually hit you with an update so we're gonna hit an update real quick oh yeah um to this at this point in time we paid eight thousand five hundred sixty four dollars and seventy seven cents out of our eighty four thousand seven hundred thirty one dollars and eighty three cents so that brings us over ten percent of our money, of our debt paid off, so that's uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you know we're gonna leave it at that and uh, get to the episode. Now, one thing I must say, when I do go to a new place and I'm I'm testing out with new people, I like to do two things. I like to record a little you know quick sample session to let everybody know how they're gonna sound. And then I do like a little, you know, little funny freestyle or whatever that I like to do. Listen, he is totally downplaying this. Let me tell you, if you ever hear Atiba spit bars, know that you're someone special. She's setting me up for failure. He's been doing this for years and no one else has heard it but maybe five people of all of our friends. So know that you guys are very special for hearing this. Anyway, I did it and they liked it and they were like, yeah, you got to put it in the podcast. I I actually did two. Um, I'm I'm thinking I'm going to put at least one. Um, depending on how I'm feeling, I might put another one at the end. So if you guys are lucky, you'll get two little freestyles. They're not that good, but you know, whatever. People like them. So you guys enjoy the episode and enjoy the little, uh, I guess, performance that's, <laughs> that's about to come up. And don't forget, if he doesn't put two, just know the other one will be on our social media. So check out Broke to Bankrolls on Instagram. I will make sure that it makes it on there. <laughs> uh, like always, uh, also. If you uh, want to check us out on social media, it's Broke to Bankrolls. Broke, number two, Bankrolls. All right. I'm going to stop holding you up. Bye, Later. guys. Okay. Broke to bankrolls and I'm out here in that valley street with only love foundations trying to build schools and build degrees. They came here raising funds, spitting bars, we having fun. And Craig is on the right, and my flows is really tight. Uh, broke to bankroll, trying to bring you all of that information. Craig trying to build schools on while he's on that vacation. He took the risk, he spit his job in, and I do win what he loves. And I'm big interviewing him, and that don't be my job. Got angel with me on the way. We go 
talk to both of them today. We hear what they gonna have to say, and we do it down by play by play. So now I'm gonna spit out in the valley stream, and I'm talking to the only love foundation team. No quitters. He's smoked the bank rolls, trying to be a spitters. No max today, that's sad to say. She had to work all through the day, but I'm trying to hold it down. Spitting bars with my crown, yeah. All right, so this is Teen, and I'm here with two guests, my first two guests on the podcast. Um, I have Craig Taylor and Angel Ventura. Um, well, thank you guys you guys for coming on the show. Of course, of, of course. course. Pleasure to be here, man. And um, I guess we'll start off by you guys telling us, uh, telling everybody who you are and what you're sure. doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, my name is Craig Taylor, as he said. Um, I'm an educator. I was originally a teacher. Um, I got hired to be a program director for underperforming schools in Brooklyn, and, you know, that's where my passion lies. I'm Angel Ventura. Uh, I've known Craig for 15 years, and uh, since I heard about his passion to start this nonprofit, I've been jumping on board, trying to help him any way I can, and uh, trying to really get this off the ground and make an impact out there in the world. That's good. That's good. So basically, what they're talking about with their passion, Only Love Foundation, was a foundation that was started a few years back by Craig, mm-hmm. and you know, after he started and got some, got the uh, the ball rolling, a couple people joined on. Angel being one of those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell the people what Only Love Foundation is? Okay, Only Love Foundation is a 501c3 uh, nonprofit organization. Um, we build schools around the world. That was the first, actually, the first um, object of Only Love Foundation. But we're growing into different things I see now. You know, my first objective was to build schools, but we've grown into trying to change communities that have um, different difficulties. You know, we go to a community, see what, assess what the problem is, and we do our best to, you know, assist the people in the community to fix those issues. Yeah. And as well, we also uh, do volunteer programs where people can come and volunteer and travel with us and go to these communities and um, actually do some work there and mm-hmm. then experience the country as well. So we also bring volunteers. With, we've brought about 24 people to 24. Africa. All right. And we're bringing people to South America, uh, Central America. What part year. of Africa? Because I know some people, they hear Africa, they think of, yeah, yeah it's just with one big yeah, block. Yeah, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, people, people are multiple know, parts, right? I, yeah, I have noticed that a lot of people yeah. think Africa is one place, but it's yeah. multiple countries. What's it, like yeah. 56 countries or something yeah, like yeah, that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, we work in Kenya. Um, originally, I started in South Africa, Soweto, South Africa, mm-hmm. where Nelson Mandela's from. One of the first schools, underperforming, underprivileged schools that I worked in. And uh, from there, we just grew... <clears throat> to build uh, a school in Kenya. We worked with another organization called Crossing Thresholds to build our second school in Kenya, you know, help out with that in the um, third largest slum in the world, uh, Kibera. Um, we did some work where we walked across the border. Yeah, to Tijuana and uh, brought some supplies to an orphanage. Um, some of the kids were affected by uh, violence and their parents were killed mm-hmm. with the drug cartels mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. And uh, now we're working in, in Guatemala trying to help re- renovate it and build a school and bring water to a... Uh, community there. That's dope. So yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things where you we help the help out the uh, the area where you said you community issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, remember, I remember you guys telling me about an issue. I think uh, you helped with. Um, they were having trouble eating. They were you built a greenhouse or something like that. Yeah, that yeah. was that was Hama Bay, Kenya. Um, so that's the first place we wanted to build a school, but. After building a school, it's just like, what are some major issues? What do we do building a school? Yes, they getting a better education and being in a metal building. Now they have an actual building where it's cool and they get to be more comfortable, but they're still only eating one time a day at 12 mm-hmm. o'clock noon. They're still hungry. Um, so how do we assess this issue and fix it? Um, so our our village leader, his name is Paul, he, he was a farmer. Mm-hmm. They owned the land for hundreds of years. His mom, his grandma, great-grandpa. Um... And they, they grew their own food for their personal family on the land. So we figured that if he could do that for his family, why not, you know, 
grow it on a bigger scale and yeah. feed all the students. Yeah. And somehow it just turned to him teaching the students, <laughs> teaching hundreds of people in the villages surrounding where he lives, and teaching people that come in as volunteers from other countries. And, you know, we built the permaculture greenhouse, like you said, and we grow thousands of fruits and vegetables in there. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a tilapia pond that's 10 feet deep. It's 300 fish in there. So the people are not eating multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. You see Paul, it's the difference between him now. He was skinny when I showed pictures of me <laughs> yeah. and next to him in the beginning. He's skinny. He, he chunky now. Yeah. That boy eating. <laughs> That's what's good. That's good. So um, basically, um, let's start off by uh, what I'm asking you now. How, how did Only Love start? Like what, what, what got it started from you being an educator you mm-hmm. know, in Brooklyn and you just uh, you know, just taking that leap to start an Only, uh, Only Love Foundation? It's like the nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, not to go so much into the sad things I've seen in New York, working in the school system here. You know, a lot of my kids were in gangs just because they didn't want to be in school, just because they didn't want to go home because they were from shelters and single parent homes. So mm-hmm. I, saw the, I saw a lot of damage happening to these kids' lives where they're completely ruining their whole lives by selling drugs and, you know, doing bad things on the street with gangs and going to jail. Um, so the collection of things that I saw... I was just like, if this is happening in New York, in Brooklyn, which I thought we had better educational system than that here, mm-hmm. what is it like? I always want to know what it's like in other countries. Yeah. So I said, you know, I'm going to go on a whim, quit my job. Um, I had a lot saved. I, had, I think I had, I wouldn't say a lot. I was 20, damn, a lot of time passed. I was 28 <laughs> when I quit that job. Mm-hmm. I had $13,000 saved up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so decent enough, but not like a crazy. Like, yeah, nothing right. crazy. Yeah. I had no, I had no bills. I my car was gone. Um, I think my lease was up, so we gave away the car. I didn't renew it. Student loans were gone too. Student loans were gone. I went to City College, so gotcha. you know I paid like two thousand five hundred dollars. I mean two thousand five hundred a year for a semester for college. Mm-hmm. Um, I live with my family still. Mm-hmm. My mom, my dad, I live in the basement, I have an apartment in the basement, so I'm not paying any major bills. So I was able to have that cushion with that 13000 and you know, I flew to Africa, Southern Africa, um, to see what the educational system was like. Uh, for a month and a half, I had $2,000 that I switched over to um, South African uh, what is it, Rand? Shillings? Um, Kenyan shillings. South yeah. African Rand, as they call it. Um, and that lasted me a whole month and a half, and yeah, so that's how I re- pretty much got started with the research phase. Yeah. I used that 2000 so that means I had 11000 left mm-hmm. um, to start up when I get home. So I got home from this trip, and I figured that, all right, I need to, my goal is to build schools around the world. I mm-hmm. uh, don't have a job, so I don't have any income. I have this $11,000 that's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. So I put together a fundraiser mm-hmm. to start raising money to build schools around the world, uh, which Angel helped with um, by putting together a fundraising party at... Um, a job yeah. at a restaurant that he manages. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you were there like from the from the mm-hmm. get go. Yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been you know I, I was with Craig when he was drawing the logo for the foundation with a marker. Yeah, <laughs> a piece of paper. I was, right I was drawing hearts. So everybody's <laughs> like, Yo, "Why are you drawing hearts?" Uh, yeah, yeah. And then you see like his mock-ups here in the yeah. in our office um, from the old school prototypes and stuff like that. So I've been involved with Craig from the beginning, but mm-hmm. now the last probably like six months, I've been mm-hmm. trying to get more involved and trying to figure out a way where we can actually turn this into a career Mm -hmm. and build a network so that way we can have investors with extra income and discretionary Mm -hmm. money they could spend Mm -hmm. and invest in us and invest in our mission um, so that way we can make this a full-time 
job because yeah. I'm still working at the restaurant right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I still work 35 hours at the restaurant. I get off work and I'm probably doing another 30 hours working with Craig, either like emailing, networking, yeah. going to meetings and stuff like that. And so, that's all you pushing yourself to do it. No one yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to, right? Like we were just talking about this yesterday. You know, uh, we heard a, a quote online and said, you know, if you want to live a 1% life, you have to do 1% things, mm-hmm. right? So like you can't want everything and not want to put in the work yeah. or sacrifice some things, you know? Um, either your time or going out or whatever it may be for that. Stuff people take yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you got to grind it and you got to like, you got to believe in, in the end goal, but you got to enjoy the process in the, in, the, in the middle. Okay. So I guess, you know, you said you're doing this full time, you quit mm-hmm. your job mm-hmm. and you decide, you know, I want to start this Only Love Foundation. I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to put all my eggs in this basket. So what what kind of support system did you have? Or did you have a support system when you decided, you know, you were going to do this full time or was it really just you kind of scramble and get what you can here and there. Yeah, it was very scramblish at first. Um, <laughs> just asking everybody I know on social media, like, this is what I'm doing now. Can you help out mm-hmm. a little bit? And of course, I think you know this too. Um, my father, I'm lucky enough that he has his own like private investigation company mm-hmm. where that was my part-time job. That's yeah, how I, I make that. money. Yeah. yeah I so like, I, I, I think the first year I pulled in um, 40000 um, as an independent contractor. So that's nice. like before uh, having to pay taxes. Um, but... Yeah, like I think I pulled in forty thousand that year in two thousand sixteen, mm-hmm. um, working as that. But that was very helpful. That's a cushion when I don't live on my own. I don't have any bills to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I was able to sustain my own life, to travel, to eat, mm-hmm. and do what I need to do while raising money for Only Love Foundation. Yeah. Right, right. So it was uh, Only Love Foundation being a nonprofit. None of that goes to helping you do anything you need to do, right? Everything you, everything goes straight to. Researching and uh, at first, yeah, at right. first, but not anymore. At first, um, I made a promise that for the first two years until I build a school, I'm not going to take a dime because mm-hmm. I'm working with individual donors. I'm borrowing money from you. I'm taking money right. from Angel. I'm taking money from people that don't know me. Fundraiser. So this is coming out of individual people's pockets. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not gonna. You put that in the overhead and pay for myself, pay for my bills, put that in my bank account. But now we're working on corporate. Um, companies, corporate sponsorships, yeah. working with a lot bigger companies. Mm-hmm. And with that, these companies, they write this stuff off at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as I'm transparent, they know how what percent I'm taking in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And as long as they see me doing actual work right. with the money that they donate, mm-hmm. it's all good for me to pay myself. Because right. even if you run a nonprofit, you have to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a misconception, I think. You know, those people... Here we're doing a nonprofit, yeah. but then they'll see us go travel, even if it's to go do research. Mm-hmm. Like we just went to Guatemala for a week, literally for just research. We were just traveling the entire country trying to build a network. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, your bills are not gonna care that you work for a nonprofit. <laughs> 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 you know, Verizon's not gonna write my bill off yeah. um, and stuff like that. So you do have to uh, at some point when your foundation is big enough mm-hmm. and you have that leverage and are able to you know make it a career and pay yeah. your bills and be able to work yeah. for it then yeah you, you have to pay yourself you know at some point um that's See? the goal of, of any foundation you know is, is to be able to do it full time and, and not worry about oh i have this job too so yeah. in order to pay so everybody listening just uh, be rest assured when you donate to craig and um angel your money's going to a good place they're not gonna we have transparency reports if anybody wants um we have all that information available so so Angel, yeah. you know, you said you still work at the restaurant. You're still doing yeah. 35 hours. Yeah. Uh, would you have any advice for anybody who's, like, deciding, say, not necessarily they want to do a nonprofit, but yeah. say they want to do another venture that just 
takes a lot of time and you know, a lot of energy out, of you, energy out of you. You know, working working all those hours, thirty five hours, and then putting another thirty hours in. Right. It's like basically working two full time jobs, right, almost right. full time jobs. Right. So, what's some advice that what what helps push you to get you up to you know go yeah I'm gonna go to this meeting. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go press this shirt and yeah. you know make myself available. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. <laughs> um, for me, you know, and I think what people have to I guess kind of I guess switch their mindset on, on their goals mm-hmm. is. You know, whatever your goal is that you want to achieve, mm-hmm. you know, you have to figure out your priority list. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what is what are the small, what is the big goal, and then what are the small steps mm-hmm. that I have to do to get there, mm-hmm. and then you have to do them. You know, like we have a whiteboard here. We have a white. We had a whiteboard session a week and a half ago mm-hmm. um, about breaking down our goals for 2020, mm-hmm. and then below that we'll break down what we need to do, who we need to contact, what we need to reach, mm-hmm. and then you have to go and execute. So you know, it's all, but it's all about execution, yeah. right? It's about executing for your dream it's, it's your dream you know mm-hmm. like I tell Craig all the time we try to push people and we try to encourage people to do what they want to do mm-hmm. follow their passions or their curiosities but I can't want the dream more than you want the dream yeah. you know it's your dream so you have, yeah. you have to work and you have to grind and, and love the process you know you have to like be in love with making it mm-hmm. you know yeah but you have to work to make it so mm-hmm. that's what i tell people all the time is you know grind sacrifice you know you might not have to be able to go out every friday night or yeah. every saturday night you might have to wait two weeks to see avengers mm-hmm. i haven't seen it yet because i've been working you yeah. know <laughs> so i haven't been on facebook for two weeks oh, <laughs> so man. you know um yeah, so the those, spoilers are starting to come out so those, those are those are the things you have to do in order to achieve what you want what you want out of life um but it all pays off you know like mm-hmm. You know, I told Craig yesterday, I'm like, I'm trying to retire by 42, 45, yeah. and then enjoy the rest of my life. Relax. But I know these 10, 12 years. Yeah, grind. It's, it's grind time, man. It's grind time. <laughs> so speaking of the grinding, right? I know you're saying, you know, you got to go and put in the hours. And I know what's frustrating for a lot of people is when they start off, it's it's extremely difficult knowing what to do. Like, right. you know, you said you had to go get donors. I know right. initially you had to get the... You had to learn how to get individual people to donate to your cause, mm-hmm. and then you had to learn, relearn again how to get corporations to mm-hmm. do your right. to donate to your cause. So, like, right. what's something that you would do, like, say, if, if you were doing an individual as opposed to a corporation? Like, say, it's me, Teves. You're like, hey, Teves, I want you to donate to this good cause, Only Love Foundation. We're gonna go off. We're gonna go across to. Uh, Kenya, mm-hmm. I'm gonna build a school and not run off with your money. Like how how how, how do you convince get, you yeah. to do that? Because no, you know me, yeah. I'm, I'm a skeptical guy. So like, yeah, no. So I think I should start. That Angel says sell them. I think I think I can start out by saying like, I have gotten way more no's than yeses. Mm-hmm. So I can speak to you and sell you with the best pitch ever, <laughs> yeah. but you you can still say no. Mm-hmm. Um, but I go up to everybody with the same exact story. I tell them what I said at the beginning of the podcast that I, I worked in an area where kids are dying and going to jail and um, kids are poor and living in shelters with their sisters and wearing wearing pink hand-me-down book bags and and we need to help them. Mm-hmm. And that could resonate with you or it can't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people give a dollar, some people give a hundred dollars, some people pretend that they're going to give money and disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what Angel's talking about with the grinds. Like, when you get that first hundred no's, that's not, that doesn't mean that right. the hundred and first person is going to tell you no as well. Right. Then you just have to keep going. So I think in this moment with that great question, I just now like learn how to answer that because people are always asking me to sell them, like sell me. Right. And yeah. I, I realize you can't. I, oh, I got, you give you I got a million no's yeah. and probably a hundred yeses. So right. there's no real way to do that. Yeah. It depends on who the person you're talking yeah. to. And, you know, and I think on a, on a personal level, if you're not even involved with a nonprofit, right, if you're just trying to... Um, build your your business or your brand mm-hmm. personally, um, which is you know another thing we try to do as well as build our own personal side hustle, side income, side businesses is you know providing value to people mm-hmm. like that's 
the number one thing we always meet. That's Whenever right we're meeting people, it's like, what can we do for you mm-hmm. to help you grow, to help you expand your reach, mm-hmm. to help you reach the, the ears that you want to reach, the audience you want to target? How can we help you? And then that is going to parlay into them giving you an opportunity to mm-hmm. make some extra income or build on a project with them and yeah. then you're then you're expanding your circle so it's like Personally. a quid pro quo right of, of course yeah, yeah of course and yeah. that's how angels been right. ending every meeting we have Literally, like yeah. it'll be my job to sell you and then it's right. just like after I sell you whether you want to do, donate or not right. angel will come in and say alright thank you for you know pledging a donation to us but now like we want to help you do something yeah. too like you're helping us. What can we do for you? And I think right. that's been how we've been getting the most support recently. Yeah. Well, that's, that's actually pretty good. I know a lot of people, when they when they do things, they worry about what someone can do for them mm-hmm. and how they can kind of reciprocate right. the effort to right. them. So I guess that's a good way to kind of like yeah. let people's guards down. Even if uh-huh. they don't donate, you yeah. you're still going mm-hmm. with that good, exactly. good step forward. Right. That's good. So now... Say you talked about individuals. What about say a corporate investor? Now I'm yeah. here, you know, same team. But I have a tie on, and you know, I have my pipe. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> um, so the way that I've done that is, you know, a lot of us, and I think this is good advice for anybody that has not just a nonprofit but any kind of business. You know, we go online and we learn how to write grants and we reach out, but we're not good at everything. I know damn well I can't Real write quick. grants. Well, um, I because I don't know what is a grant. If I don't know, someone else probably doesn't oh, know. They wonder what's a grant. Um, so a grant is when any company reaches out to a corporation or a, a major donor mm-hmm. in order to give them money to fund whatever project that they have. Mm-hmm. Right. And grant writing is a skill in itself. Like you have to have the proper format in order to send a request for a grant from these companies to get money for your project. So you can't just send an email like, hey, uh, <laughs> exactly. I don't know, Apple, I need mm-hmm. 500 bucks to mm-hmm. uh, build the next software you can. Right. Exactly. And that's what I was doing in the beginning, thinking that, all right, I'm going to email Verizon, I'm going to email Virgin Airlines, I'm going to email Apple, Microsoft, and I got zero answers back from these emails because I'm not a grant writer. I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Once I finally saw the format of what it takes to be a grant writer, I was like, I can't do that. That's mm-hmm. not my expertise, and I'm not going to you know, spend my time learning because it would take a lot of time. So my method is, which I think a lot of people should do, is... Go to where you want the uh, the funding from, the grant from, mm-hmm. and speak to somebody in person. My what I'm good at is speaking to you in person. Yes. I'm not a writer. I'm not an artist. I'm not. I'm not going to act like I'm good at any of those things. Mm-hmm. But what I'm good at is creating, you know, a connection with the person face to face. So I go to these companies. I would knock on the front door, literally say, "Hey, um, is there a corporate responsibility?" Um, person, a, a grant giving person at, at your company that I can speak to for 15 minutes and then, you know, I'll, I'll leave you alone after that. Um, so I speak to them for 15 minutes, I give them my pitch, they like it, they donate to us, mm-hmm. they they donate monthly, they become, you know, uh, uh, permanent or long lasting donors or they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a really good idea if you're not good at the craft of grant writing or reaching out via email to these companies to these individuals for money to go knock on the door and go speak to them and make the personal connection that's good yeah, yeah so, sure. so you people can't tell you no if you're in their face usually. I mean they can but they yeah, feel usually. more comfortable doing yeah. it yeah. 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 so that's what I think I, I, I like that because when I'm listening to that I'm hearing pretty much say you're not good at grant writing as opposed to saying oh I can't do this or running to try to find a grant writer you kind of play to your strengths mm-hmm. which yeah. a lot of people some people when they, when they see something they can't do they try to learn how to do it but then you decided to pick what you were good at mm-hmm. and you know you tried to say oh I can't do this but I can do this and I can find a way to get money through that mm-hmm. like right. Angel said right. um, if someone doesn't want to give you know you, he, he plays his strength trying to find out what what they right. like what, what gets them what gets them going so yeah, yeah, that's exactly. a good way to just exactly. you know I guess conduct business in general yeah so uh, no I was just going to say you know add on to Craig's points like 
you know, Craig is like very good <coughs> at networking and getting people to listen. He's very authentic, and he, and, you know, and he's speaking from his heart, from his truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm more like I like being behind the scenes. I don't really like you know, <laughs> on camera or yeah. speaking. So like he like as soon as he engages with people and catches their attention, which he usually does ninety percent of the time. Um, you know, then then it's like that's why we work so well together. Then mm-hmm. I can come in and you know try to execute how yeah. you know how to not just grow ourselves, but like I told you before, you know how we're gonna grow together. You know, mm-hmm. it's all about for us. It's always like how can we all help each other out? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we say it all the time. Like everybody can eat. We can all eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think no. that's a, that's a great system. And like Atiba was actually with yeah. me to speak to um, this organization out in Long Island a few weeks ago. Like two weeks ago, and yeah. and after again they were lining up to speak to me and shake my hand right. and say stuff like if I had like you there because yeah. that's that's like your good part. Like right. now. This is how you love that story. How can we work together now? Right. I think that's like the right. team strength of right. building your team right there. Right. Yeah. Now moving forward. So you guys are, you know, you guys are hitting your stride. You're finally getting right. what you want. I guess you feel like you you, you yeah. got the flow of how you want yeah. things to work. Sure. Mm-hmm. So what idealistically would you like to accomplish within the next five years? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, something that we just started working on. I'll let Angel speak more yeah. to it. But now that we have the trust of the people, now that we're transparent and people see exactly what we're doing to monetize ourselves, because like if we need to make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, we started a travel company, which was once a part of Only Love Foundation. So mm-hmm. every every dime that somebody paid to travel with us went straight to the organization. Mm-hmm. But we extracted that travel program from the nonprofit and created our own company, mm-hmm. Only Love Travel. So now we're offering a travel program, um, tourism program mm-hmm. for people. And when they pay us because they already trust us, they know we're going to take care of them. That money come straight to us mm-hmm. and we're still supporting the foundation and the kids that we work with around the world but we're also able to have a, a yeah make, make more of an income yeah um, a salary yeah and take a little bit more money off of that just because it's not a nonprofit anymore mm-hmm. and we can still you know we're still gonna be working on the foundation side mm-hmm. through donors through investors through corporations mm-hmm. um, and then we can still we have, we'll have an easier time gaining income just through travel because it engages people mm-hmm. people always want to travel people always want to help so um, and for me in five years I think you know so we have two trips planned next year mm-hmm. and then we're trying to do four in 2021 mm-hmm. um, and then add two like 2022 we'll add another two and I tell Craig all the time like I, I see I see us selling this company to like JetBlue uh, that's the five year plan we want to sell like, the, 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 the travel, travel company, company. Yeah, yeah yeah like because me and, me and Craig always discuss why it's not a thing you mm-hmm. know how is it not a thing that to go and volunteer? No, for JetBlue to provide that service for yeah. you, right? Or Expedia already has all the infrastructure ready well, for you. My question as far as the um, the traveling thing, you, you're just like, are they traveling and just taking a trip? So are they traveling with and doing something with Only Love? Oh, like, no, yeah. Elaborate yeah. that on It's still, you know, it's still going to be a volunteer focused trip. So mm-hmm. you're still going to be a volunteer first and foremost mm-hmm. at a location that we've worked at before or mm-hmm. a school that we've helped build or an orphanage or something like that. So that's the first. That's a first priority, mm-hmm. but then you'll also get to do something cool for the rest of the trip. So it's usually like a ten to twelve day trip. Mm-hmm. You know, half of the time, five to six days, you'll be volunteer working, mm-hmm. painting walls, setting up a class for the kids, um, and then the other time we'll be doing like a safari. That's mm-hmm. dope. We're doing a volcano climb in Guatemala, <laughs> which is going to be really dope. It's going to be fourteen thousand feet. Dormant volcano? Uh, yeah. It's a dormant volcano, but okay. across from it is a live volcano that okay. you'll be able to see. Um, he said, "Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys, you guys have fun with that." <laughs> yeah. yeah, fourteen thousand feet, like an overnight hike. It's gonna right. be intense. It's gonna be really fourteen thousand. Yeah, it's oh, gonna be man. intense. You're like above the clouds. It's gonna be crazy. That's cool. Um, That's really dope. Yeah, so you get to do a little bit of both. You know, you get to like do your stuff for the gram, mm-hmm. but you also get to you know really help a community out. Okay. Um, so that's like our, our goal right okay. now. 
Would the question differ if I said you guys, you know, if I asked you guys your ten-year plan, or is it pretty much along the same lines? I mean, uh, you know, in, in ten years we want to sell it to a, a big corporation, like we were saying before. I think. Uh, you think ten? I think ten because you know, in four years we, we're probably going to get to six trips. Hopefully, four or five years mm-hmm. get to six. With six um, a year? Yeah. Yeah, six a okay. year. Yeah, six a year. Um, and I think once once we build the, the base, yeah. Like I mentioned, I don't know how a, a company like JetBlue, Expedia. These companies that have the infrastructure travel-wise and, and the airline connections. Well, I feel like they, they, they have the travel, but like once you're on the ground, that's everything else. They right, but, that's, really yeah, but that's what we provide, right? Yeah. That's where you can come in and we can talk to them at, as far as we can consult on that whole aspect. of you. build a whole team, a whole infrastructure on our side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so combining that for me is like this generation is looking for that kind of opportunity. Experiences. Yeah, and experience, yeah. exactly. So for a big corporation like that that has, like I said, the airline connections, because that's one thing we can't offer. We can't say... We're including flights on our trips mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. because, you know, we don't know if you're coming from California, mm-hmm. from Texas, from Florida, you know. But for them to provide that in and for us to provide what we're bringing, mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's a natural. Yeah. To me, it's like a natural thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I so I agree. And it's working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's working. So. <laughs> that's dope. That's what's up. Um, so you guys have any tips for people who want to maybe start a nonprofit organization or even not just a nonprofit that want, they want to get in, you know, they have an idea that they want to just get off the ground. So right. they want to. You know, move forward. Any tips? Yeah. Um, I think the main thing that happens to people is they quit after hard work because things don't work out right away. Mm-hmm. You know, I had nothing else to do for yeah. my first year of growing um, Only Love Foundation. So I was able to, you know, have laser focus on it. So I didn't build our first school for over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I've been raising money and reaching out to people to try to get them to fund us. So literally, I did nothing for a first entire year. And I think that's what it takes to um, get anything off the ground, whether it's a nonprofit or a personal company. It's going to take a lot of um, startup time and failing and failing and failing mm-hmm. and then getting yes. something a little yes. bit right. Yes. And then it's like, oh, I got that right, but maybe I could try this with something that I failed at yes. and then mixing them together and then failing 10 more times <laughs> until you get it right. And um, it's a it's a career of fail of failure <laughs> and, and, and adjusting to um, figure out what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, exactly. On that point, like, you, you have to... You can't be afraid of failure. Obviously, it's like cliche, but like yeah. you're gonna fail if you're if you're gonna be exploring <laughs> a, something you've never done before, yeah. and especially if it's on your own. You know, it's until you start growing a team and it starts until you start following like mentors and people that can advise you a little mm-hmm. bit better. Like failure is part of the process, but you can't let that determine your your end end outcome, right? Because yeah. if you have this this goal that you want to achieve, or if it's something you just want to try and test out, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to just do a, a market test on a product or an idea, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't cost anything to start a Facebook page and, and try to get people to like it or, yeah. you know, drive some of your friends to it or check out this website, let me know what you think. Yeah. Or I wrote this book, let me send you this template, read it and give me some honest criticism on it. Yeah. Um, you know, something as simple as that um, is, doesn't cost anything except for effort and time, you know, yeah. and dedicating That reminds it. me of... Um this uh, video that came out, um, it was Nipsey Hussle. He was talking to somebody, some guy, he was a rapper or whatever, right? And he was like, uh, hey, what's going on, man? Nipsey, Nipsey was like, hey, what's going on, man? What's your, uh, what's your Instagram page? Because yeah, he was going to let him rap for him. He's like, and the guy said, I don't have one. And Nipsey was like, but it's free. <laughs> so, I didn't so see like, that. That's good. Right. So he's like, yeah. but it's free. Like, why don't you have one? He's right. like, I'm, I'm going to get on that. But that's, right. that's interesting. Actually, brings me to the next question I wanted to ask. Wow. What apps or tools that you guys been using that's been um, helping, like, 
help speed up your growth or, you know, getting the message out there, anything that, you know, awesome. projects that you were trying to do? What I'm mad at my team for, because everybody knew it. That's the way it started. Everybody, everybody <laughs> knew about this except for me. Like, our entire team knew about this app called Slack. Are you familiar with Slack? Oh, yeah. No, what's Slack? So, Slack is this app where you can uh, organize every project that you have and ha- invite your team into different uh, channels is what they call them. S-L-A-C-K? Yep. S-L-A-C-K, Slack. And you can speak, you can have people on your team, essential people that can talk about exactly what you need to do and how you need to do it and structure um, exactly how things to go so to finish these projects. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't doing it that way. I was like making WhatsApp accounts. And then Manually. when you do that, things get lost yeah. in these long conversations. But Slack prevents mm-hmm. that. Um, another thing that I know about that my entire team knew about was Canva. You know about Canva? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I didn't know about Canva. I didn't know about Canva until a month ago. Somebody else told me about <laughs> Canva that's not on my team. Yeah. And it's Canva for everything. Yeah, me too. Canva helped me grow tenfold my, um, what do you call it, my LinkedIn which I had LinkedIn for a long time and it was just sitting there. Everybody has LinkedIn and it's just sitting is there. Canva for LinkedIn? Yeah, LinkedIn is a powerful tool. Canva and not that you guys yeah, can see pictures, um yeah. not that you guys can see my picture because this is a yeah, a podcast. podcast. Well, my video's not on. You can go to Craig's LinkedIn. Yeah, go to my LinkedIn and follow me, please. <laughs> um but one thing that I learned was important from this this one of my mentors, her name is Maria Fry, is that oh. a lot of us has a background to our thing and it's just that default background that's back there looks like the matrix Mm -hmm. but when people actually come and see that you have a simple something as simple as this background which i created on canva i got 108 more connections and on top of that i have like quality people messaging me all the time about things and i'm meeting with most of these people that's in my message group that you know angel you're on it this guy adam french he's heavy into permaculture um he saw something that i wrote and my page looked appealing to him Mm -hmm. um some other people that are that hire they help see this lady maria fry she helps ceos that want to move from their current position to a, like a bigger position or a high school student get a job or a person that was in jail get a job. She's very good at her job. I spoke to her through LinkedIn and it's a powerful tool to meet people, but you should, uh, Canva helped me do that amongst other things. It helps you, uh, do clean, very clean, yeah, graphics. uh, graphics and get content on your sure. social media. So I think that's another important um, one. Yeah. And even like, you know, LinkedIn itself is a tool you can mm-hmm. use, obviously, you know, to, and it's free. Uh, you know, and the simple stuff that people don't think about Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, yeah. um, that those are all tools, you know, to help you grow. That's how you, that's how you have to be looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not your social media page for the sake of your social media page, mm-hmm. right? You know, that's, that's your brand. You're your brand mm-hmm. online, right? So whatever you want to portray out there is how you should be putting it on your Facebook, on your Instagram. If you want to be a travel blogger, your Instagram should look like a travel blogger, yeah. <laughs> you know? If you want to do financial advice, create a page for your financial advice section and make it look like a financial advice mm-hmm. page. And etc. Um, but other tools such as you know uh, Mailchimp, it's a free service, automates your email list, so you can send your email list to Mailchimp, mm-hmm. and you can automate um, you know a welcome for signing up. Yeah. You can uh, automate a newsletter gotcha. if you want to send up financial advice on a weekly basis. You mm-hmm. can send it automatically. You don't have to send. You don't have to go in there and click people every time yeah. and send it individually. That's free until 20,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. And once you have 20,000 subscribers, you're probably going to be making money. So you'll be okay <laughs> yeah, paying a little bit more. <laughs> um, tools like that. Um, tools like Follow Liker automates um, following people and mm-hmm. lets you um, search by keywords and lets you target audiences that you want to follow and that want to follow you so yeah. you get more engagement. Um, 
YouTube, YouTube is huge for learning stuff like Facebook advertising, Facebook marketing, how to grow your social media page. There's a ton of information on there that you can, that's for free. That yeah. People are putting out there and giving it to you for free. Actually, when I came in here, Craig was uh, listening to a YouTube video about uh, uh, building his, uh, building speaking his, uh, company, yeah. yeah, speaking yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. speaking company. Yeah. Right. It's, exactly. I mean, something like that. It's like, you know, if you don't have the time to yeah. go out and find leads or find contacts or find your network, Sit on your computer and instead of playing a game or mm-hmm. checking the basketball score, go to YouTube and listen to a video, you know, or listen to a podcast, which is also free. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's a, a ton of information there. And, you know, if anybody listening to this has any questions about that, they can always reach out to me at AngelVentura25 on Instagram or, or through the Only Love Foundation page. I don't love Foundation. Um, Craig, 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 well. uh, where can they reach you in social media? Uh, you can find me at Only Love Foundation on Instagram, uh, Craig Taylor Jr. on Instagram. That's my personal page. Um, you can reach out to me via email, ct at onlylovefoundation.com, or you could call text me. My phone number is 917-864-2334. I learned this oh, yesterday. <laughs> I learned this yesterday. <laughs> so I learned this yesterday. Some I forgot who it was that told us. They were like... As be as, one be as transparent as possible and getting people to actually like trust your brand yeah, yeah. let them know they could get in contact with you instead of everything being seeming so automated give that me a call crazy because oh, me, wow. me and Andrew just looked at him like, <laughs> yeah. like what are you doing give me a call I shoot me him, a text I gave him the cut sign no nope. <laughs> call me text me if it don't work out like I planned I'm gonna just get a new phone number <laughs> 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 Andrew, you trying to drop me number too I mean F it you know 516 300-3680. Reach out to me personally. I'm always down to talk. Um, consult. Grow your brand. Anything I can help um, for you personally, let me know. I love talking to people. I love questioning. I love finding out what you're doing. That is dope. <laughs> yeah. So that's Craig and Angel, Craig Taylor and Angel Ventura from Only Love Foundation. Building schools. Making dreams happen. Dropping digits. <laughs> but um, I guess that's all we got. Um, you guys, you have a great day. It was a pleasure having you guys was, on the podcast. Oh, Ton of fun. Thank you. Hopefully, there's good content on there. Yeah, it was really, really fun in here, man. I really can't wait to see uh, how you guys grow uh-huh. and, and like follow your journey to to get some bankrolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody else, take it easy. Peace. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Teeves. I'm glad you managed to make it this far into the show. And just to show my appreciation, I decided to include that second freestyle that I made. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed as much as everybody else did. And, um, yeah, I guess that's about it. Have a great day. Peace. Please turn up your speakers and please adjust your earbuds. Both the bank roads talking here to only love. They drive around the world building all the schools for the little kids and the nations and that's so cool. Craig here tries to chase the dreams and I'm here with angels on the team. Then they chase the dream at all costs. Best part, Craig didn't get fired on his day off. Angel in the back working behind the scenes. Putting all the stuff on your screens and I'm spitting all these bars in this real location. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.